You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You are listening to Beyond the SIG, a prescription for transformative pharmacy care. This podcast is developed in collaboration with the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy and their Flip the Pharmacy team and paid for through CDC grant funding provided by the Pennsylvania Department of Health to the Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association, broadcasted exclusively on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. As community pharmacies across the nation upend their traditional workflows and business models, pharmacy teams are unifying and growing together more than ever before. In this episode of Beyond the SIG, It Takes a Village, Stephanie McGrath chats with the Flip the Pharmacy coaches Margie Lydon and John D. James from Value Drug Company to illuminate the importance of collaboration and teamwork in practice transformation. Welcome Margie and John to Beyond the SIG. We are so excited to chat with you today and take in your learnings from the first seven months of the Flip the Pharmacy program. Before we dive in, would you mind introducing yourselves to our listeners and describe your roles at Value Drug Company? Happy to do so. Hi, my name is Margie Lydon, and I've been a pharmacist for several decades. Uh, The first 20 or so years, I had the great fortune of being involved in community pharmacy practice. And over time, I transitioned into the long-term care arena uh, and grew that into some more management roles, which has been a wonderful opportunity for me to just expand my knowledge and the parts in pharmacy where I can be impactful, hopefully. Two years ago, I joined Value Drug Company as a long-term care strategy manager. That's been a wonderful ride so far, and I'm looking forward to more of it. Uh, In this role, I'm able to support independent pharmacy ownership and success through new and rewarding opportunities. Thanks, Margie. Hi, guys. Uh, My name is John DeJames. I have been a retail community pharmacist for the past 30-plus years. Um, everywhere from retail management at store level to overseeing districts to uh, corporate uh, corporate management. Uh, for the past uh, one year, I have been with Value Drug as the manager of clinical services and development. Um, it's a really great, exciting job for me because I get to take my skill set in and to the independent customers that we serve and kind of show them how to do things maybe a little bit different or show them how to do something new that they might have been thinking of. Excellent. Well, thank you both. Our team truly appreciates the diverse expertise that you each bring to our team. Um, Can you tell me a little bit more about your roles in Flip the Pharmacy and what made you want to get involved? John, why don't you go first this time? (laughs) Okay, thanks, Margie. Uh, The the main reason I got involved with Flip the Pharmacy is... uh, Having a clinical background and uh, for the last several years, I've always had ide- seen ideas where you know bringing in revenue from out of the box thinking, and now it's with Flip the Pharmacy, it's actually given us the ability to walk in, kind of with detailed plans and uh, you know help the pharmacy in a structural way to see what those revenue ideas are, and more importantly, also helps you reconnect to the. Uh, the patient who is really the center of why we're all involved in this profession. John, I really like your comments about out-of-the-box thinking. I think uh, we as pharmacists need to do more of that. We're sometimes so focused on a a straight path and detail-oriented that we miss opportunities where we could engage. 
I've been really fortunate the pharmacies that I'm working with for Flip the Pharmacy are existing customers of Value Drug Company. And so I know many of the pharmacists and the staff. I understand what motivates them, and that's helped me set goals. Uh, I also find that my outside set of eyes can put the goal better in focus and remove some of the barriers to uh, what they see as prohibiting them from making the advancements they like. It's been really exciting to see uh, pharmacists more integrated into healthcare, full staff involved, and just watch pharmacy become all that it can be. That's great. And you're, we appreciate your energy and enthusiasm from both of you. Um, and Margie, I think you hit on some really great points there about having outside eyes um, and what, you know, coming in as a, as a coach that doesn't work in the pharmacy, you know, from day to day, you know, just really adds that different perspective. Um, well, our, our Pennsylvania practice transformation team is incredibly grateful for the support of Value Drug Company and Flip the Pharmacy. Um, Value Drug is actually supporting the time of several coaches and helps us additionally disseminate practice transformation resources to all of its pharmacies. Um, so how do you, you touched on this a, a little bit, but maybe each of you can describe um, a little bit more about how your roles in your day job with Value Drug have impacted how you participate with Flip the Pharmacy. As I mentioned, I'm working with customers with whom I've already been involved. Uh, many of them are community pharmacies that are involved in uh, the long-term care arena as well. So Value Drug has generously allowed that to be part of my day job and my travel and time and the expenses associated with that are all covered by my employer, Value Drug. Uh, I do a great deal of travel normally and have some pretty good insight into what's happening in community pharmacy these days uh, through my experience and also just working with uh, many community pharmacists now. And it's been wonderful to coordinate my everyday work with the transformation of Flip the Pharmacy. And Steph, I probably would just add to Margie on the, as far as the job of value drug, the, the thing that has been really kind of neat for me is you know, limited amount of flip the pharmacy. So I have four flip the pharmacies that I coach, but, you know, having that set of eyes that you're able to go into the other value drug pharmacies that we service and take, you know, you see that one thing that you might've had at your flip store and now you take it to a, a non-flip store and you're able to you know talk to them about med synchronization and just give them you know the the business analysis on why you should help do med sync and how does it drive customers and how does it build on your adherence numbers i mean when you look at that um you know these parts of flip that we've kind of all of a sudden they've been in, ingrained in us we're now taking that to our other members and just giving them a piece of it sometimes. And of course, it's up to them if they want to follow up with us for more information. We always let them know where they can get that. But now that that opportunity is not just defined just to the, the technically flip stores, we're also getting that message out to other independent pharmacists that maybe, maybe they've been thinking about a change, but they just need that little push to start doing that change. That's really cool, John. You've really illuminated a, an important aspect of the program that th was intended from the beginning um, as well. You know, the, through the Community Pharmacy Foundation support, um, the, the grant is in our 
our program is helping to support a officially a limited number of pharmacies in this capacity, um, assigning them coaches and mentors. But really, the goal is to um, you know allow these resources to be public publicly available, um, so that every community pharmacist um, and community pharmacy team can utilize these resources. So um, it's really cool that you've been able to share you know to to become an expert and then share it with some of the other pharmacies as well and as they're able to use it. Um, and so you both have a really significant history of working in community pharmacy, as you shared. Um, so I imagine there's probably not much that you haven't seen, um, but this Flip the Pharmacy initiative is truly groundbreaking. Um, can you describe what surprised you about community pharmacy or anything, things that you've learned in this process? For me, it was a great reminder that pharmacists have gotten a little bit bogged down in some of the daily grind work, if you will, um, and, and focus on the demands of filling prescriptions and lost sight of the everyday impact they have on patient care. We've absorbed more and more over the decades that I've been in practice and it's never documented and sort of taken for granted that it's part of the job, both by we the pharmacists and those we serve. Um, how many times have you caught an allergy, an interaction, helped someone access medications? These things all keep people out of the emergency room uh, or even worse. And because we don't document it, we don't think of it as patient care sometimes. Yeah, I, I think too, Steph, when you look at uh, what FLIP has really done for us on the community side, um, you know, the, the process of the daily, daily work is still it's still filling that physical prescription. I, I think the, 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 the neat thing that FLIP has really done is it's kind of, it's, it's made pharmacists look at it in a different perspective. And, you know, the sad part is they've been doing this all along. They've been providing this, you know, quality care to that patient coming through the door in these small communities and sometimes large communities. But now, now they're learning how to document it. And what does that really lead to? Well, you know, documentation, you know, then it leads to, it goes back to the other healthcare providers. Now, we're, you know, we're getting to where we've always talked about them. You know, we want to be on that healthcare team for that patient. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned, and when you think about, you know, for as long as we've been doing this, but, you know, for a pharmacist not to have their patient's blood pressure, you know, it's one of the modules that we have done with FLIP, but to actually not have that or have a place to store it or even think that, we can actually record it. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, we wrap ourselves around, you know, a blood pressure module and then we see how we can interact with the patient. And then we see how we can interact with the, the rest of the healthcare team, the doctor, maybe it's the nurse practitioner. That's the integrated care we've always talked about. So I think that's the thing that I've kind of been more excited about that, you know, we've been talking about it for so long, but now it's finally here and more, act, more actively, you know, we're actually doing it now on a daily basis. Um, and Stephanie, I think we're finally putting some meat on the bones of, do pharmacists provide a product or a service? Well, it's both, but this is really allowing us to show the service and the healthcare impact uh, that we provide. That's a really, really great point. Um, and really glad to see that, um, you know, it's the documentation aspect that's the change, not so much the care. Um, really, really great to see. 
And so we you know, really appreciate you both serving as coaches and know that you're both coaching some pretty engaged pharmacy teams um, that have been able to share some best practices with us. Um, can you share a few examples of some of the practice transformation they've made? MedSync was listed as a top priority when we started the Flip the Pharmacy initiative. And I would sadly admit that I didn't fully understand how critical that was to the process. Uh, it certainly creates the time and efficiency for some of the enhanced services that we talk about. And the pharmacy that I've seen do the most of that truly has uh, develop time to do much more comprehensive engagements with their patients. Uh, they've even been able to incorporate the final verification by the pharmacist into their daily workflow because so much is med synced. They're not spending time calling doctors for refills, checking with the patient and, all, and taking inbound calls. And so they just slide those synced patients into the workflow as they have the waiting patients being addressed. Uh, it's also been really important to engage technicians and have them own the MedSync process and use software to manage it instead of paper. Uh, I'm paper-based myself, probably somewhat age-related, but I, I do appreciate technology and see where it can make a big difference. Um, folks that are doing that well have time to do blood pressure monitoring, disease state management, um, CMRs, and really focus on immunizations and identifying patients who are eligible for these engagements. Naming a technician champion has been a game changer. Uh, someone in addition to the pharmacist that's cheering along the process and owning a piece of it has really made a difference. Um, one of my pharmacies through the COVID-19 pandemic has engaged with the municipal medical director and that helped him get over the discomfort with that level of interaction. We all deal with prescribers, but not so much a dialogue very often. And this has changed that dynamic significantly so that they're much more comfortable reaching out and having those integrated conversation engagements. Yeah, I think too, Steph, one of the things as far as, you know, the practice transformation that we've, we've seen, you know, it all comes down to basic workflow. So if you can walk into a pharmacy and you show that pharmacist where you can put whatever we're going to be doing into their workflow without disturbing it, they're more acceptable to having it. Uh, you know, Margie talked a lot about MedSync and, you know, I think one of the, the first flip the pharmacy I walked into when I discussed uh, MedSync with them, their first reply back to me was, well, all our customers are already synced. And working with their two technicians, you know, I, and I always believe on, you know, creating, I call them soft goals, but, you know, can we obtain something just to get to the bigger picture? So I literally, you know, back in October, I said to them, you know, can you each sync 10 more patients? Because that would be one patient every three days in this month. And they both looked at me and are like, yeah, I guess we could do that. And I said, well, could you do it? And if you do do it, I'll come back in November and we'll have a pizza party. Well, you could figure out who was delivering pizza in November. It was me. Uh, but those soft goals that, you know, giving them soft goals that they maybe haven't had before and making them attainable to get to the bigger picture, um, I think that's been pretty good. You know, I've seen that a lot. The other thing is, you know, a lot of these pharmacies 
they're doing, you know, so they're, let's just say they're doing uh, some MTM right now, but not knowing that they could wrap the MTM in the workflow per se with the either PPCN on the gateway project or even, you know, outcomes MTM. Um, I've seen a lot of enthusiasm just because now all of a sudden they're, they're doing them both concurrently where they weren't doing them at all. And now they have a, you know, they have a small revenue stream coming in that wasn't there before. But I think the biggest thing about it all, revenue stream aside, they were still talking to these customers. Now with that documentation process, they're talking to them and they're getting reimbursed for talking to them. So I think that excitement has really built the enthusiasm level um, that makes it infectious for the rest of that pharmacy team to get engaged and stay engaged. That's great. I thank you for sharing some of those examples. I know um, they keep coming almost weekly um, with the successes that your pharmacies have made. So you hit on MedSync, um, which we know is just really critical to, you know, the backbone of all of this change, um, the tech champion, pizza parties, <laughs> workflow, um, all things that have helped pharmacies be successful. Now, as a coach, I imagine that, you know, you've learned a lot through this process too. too and, um, you know, through each month, each month's change package comes with a coaching guide. Um, to kind of help you through the process. Um, but what other tools or resources or strategies have helped you both as coaches um, transform these, uh, help the pharmacies transform their practices? So Steph, I, you know, one of the biggest things that I feel is, you know, just going back to when we were all in school, you know, pharmacists are very detailed orientated. That's just how we were, that's, that's how we're built. Um, the change packages to me are the details that every pharmacist needs to get off the ground. Um, and, you know, they're not always going to be cookie cutter because, you know, someone wants to do something maybe a little bit different, but it gives us the, the foundation to build upon and it gives us the, the movement that we need to move forward just due to the fact that it is so detailed and you can take the parts of it that you think you can get integrated into your workflow. Um, you know, I don't care what pharmacist is, you know, out there, a change package comes, they read it, um, and then all of a sudden, something that they thought that wasn't doable all of a sudden, you know, you'll hear me say this a lot, but, you know, they might have said, I can't do this. Now all of a sudden they're saying, I can do this. Um, and that's probably the biggest thing that I have that I've seen, that, you know, for coaches that has really helped. It's, it's just so good to walk in and be armed with the change package. Margie, what do you, what's your thoughts on the subject? I completely agree, John. The change package has really laid it out for us. Um, what needs to be done. And, and with that, I can go into one of the pharmacies, any of the pharmacies I'm coaching, and highlight the progress they've made. Uh, even if they think they haven't reached a target, let them know where they are compared to others. Sometimes they like to hear that. Um, but at least reinforce how far they've come. And then review next steps. Give them a due date for uh, maybe an intermediate goal, as you said, you know, how many medicine could you get done in a certain period of time? And I love the idea of a competition or a reward. It's a great driver to achieve goals. And it really doesn't take much. We've even suggested to a few pharmacies, they put up one of those thermometers, like I've seen for capital campaigns and um, you know, every blood pressure that gets taken or every med sink get to fill in a little more red. And whether it's a total store goal or a little in-house competition, it can sure get people moving. But definitely sharing best practices and highlighting progress to keep them feeling positive about the overall transformation. 
um, and, and focus on the flip change package. That's great. And I'm, I'm sure it's um, great for the, the folks that are working nationally with Flip the Pharmacy to hear what a great resource the change, package of, change packages have been as well. Um, we've seen a lot of progress over the last seven months. And right now we're just over, uh, just over halfway through year one of a two-year program. So there's still plenty of time for growth. What areas do you see pharmacies needing to improve in in order to truly transform to a model that can sustain services? I think a starting point is the pharmacist champion has to make a decision to transform, not try to transform. They have to start with, we are doing this. There will be some short-term discomfort maybe, but we're doing this. This is how we operate. And then to be enthusiastic about it. It's so different to walk into a pharmacy where they've totally bought in and there's enthusiasm or to go to one who has the checklist, the change package, and they sort of tick off the responsibilities but are still struggling with the overall um, outlook and positive potential that exists there. And I think Steph too, just to add to that, you know, kind of like what Margie just said, but the, the transformation it can't be something you visually see. You know, it's what do I want to be in 18 months or where do I want to be in 12 months? You know, you, you have to put your trust in what has been you know, produced by CPESN. You have to put your trust in your coach. Um, and I think if you went to any of the flip pharmacies and asked, they, asked them where they were, you know, six months or nine months ago and where they are now, I will tell you one of the biggest things they will all tell you right now. Because of the med synchronization part of Flip the Pharmacy that was done by CPSN, because of the crisis that we're currently in with COVID, that has really leveraged the business model for all of these independent pharmacies, especially the ones in Flip. Having a robust med sync program right now has helped them maintain their business, uh, whether their pharmacy is curbside or just drive-through, but it's really maintained their business model through this crisis, I, mean, I can't say that they would have known that that would have been, you know, that would have been the uh, the gift that really flipped the pharmacy brought them. If you had talked to them, probably six or nine months ago, um, I think you know, as far as areas of improvement, we have to get everybody involved. It's you know, to Margie's point, if it's not team orientated, it's not going to work. It goes back to what we said about integrated care and the whole medical home model, where you know, it has to be everybody involved with that patient's touch points. Um, so we, we have to make, you know, continue on that, um, you know, keep that engagement level up there. And, you know, the other two is the willingness and the ability to continually learn from each other. That's the other thing that I think is important. That's great. All really, really helpful tips. I think um, as we try look in June to kind of switch gears um, back to flip the pharmacy and back to the regularly scheduled progressions um, of the program and kind of get reoriented. Um, all, all really great insight and um, and some additional goals to kind of work towards for the second half of the year. Um, so to the, there are lots of people listening, um, hopefully that are involved with Flip the Pharmacy, um, but possibly people that are listening who would like to get involved as either a coach or a participating pharmacy. What advice would you both have for them on how to get involved? I think one of the greatest assets that 
PPCN, CPSN, Flip the Pharmacy have made available is that the change package is publicly available at no cost to anyone who is interested. Um, if this piques your interest, take a look at the change package, see what types of things we're doing and how we're accomplishing them. There, uh, if you're in Pennsylvania, PPA's website is very committed to our activity and lots of resources there. Just do a web search for CPSN or Flip the Pharmacy. You'll easily find links to take you to uh, some guidance for this. Luminaries, coaches, all that's explained uh, in those websites and, and some contact information is available. Certainly feel free to reach out to John or me. Again, my name is Margie Lydon. I can be reached at M Lydon, L-Y-D-O-N, at valuedrugco.com. I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and just, you know, Steph, when I think about all this, uh, you know, free advice, you know, we always have heard since we were, you know, little kids, knowledge is power. Well, guess what? That knowledge is free. Um, I don't think there's ever been a program flip that has produced the materials and any other pharmacy can go out and get them. And guess what? You can come along for the ride. Um, you know, and to Margie's point, you know, we are always available. We're always excited to try to help somebody get off the ground or learn something different. You can reach me at jdejames, D-E-J-A-M-E-S, at valuedrugco.com. Thank you both for providing your emails and contact information. Um, you're, you're both really tremendous resources. And if you're okay with it, we'll put your email addresses in the show notes for the podcast as well. Um, sure, of course. Certainly. Thank you. Thanks again, Margie and John, for taking the time today to let us pick your brains and hear from some of your insight, your early learnings. It's been so much fun to work with you both. I've learned a lot um, and know that it truly takes a village to make this change. And I'm personally so thankful that you are in ours. So we, we, we just can't say thank you enough. We appreciate your, your time and effort and expertise. Thanks, Stephanie. It's been great to be a part of this. Thanks, Steph. We appreciate you for having us on today. And we also appreciate Value Drug letting us do this work in our community. Absolutely. And thank you again to Value Drug Company for the support of this program in Pennsylvania. We encourage everyone listening to dig into the practice transformation resources on flipthepharmacy.com for inspiration and to get involved. Please keep tuning in twice a month as we continue to bring you innovations in community pharmacy practice transformation. Thanks for listening to Beyond the SIG, a prescription for transformative pharmacy care. Be sure to check back with the Pharmacy Podcast Network soon for the next episode. To learn more about transforming the role of the pharmacist, visit pharmacists.com forward slash podcast. That's pharmacists.com forward slash podcast. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.